This is Toastcaster, your communication, leadership, and learning lab with your host, Greg Gazin. Episode 114, Crutch and Filler Words, Cribble Your Message and Reduce Credibility. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of Toastcaster, your communication, leadership, and learning lab. Uh, This is your host, once again, Greg Gazin, and I'm excited to be back with another episode. I consume a lot of audio, some music, but, but mostly the spoken word. And what I've discovered is that simple crutch and filler words are sabotaging our speeches and crippling our communications and we may not even realize that it's happening. Yes, it starts off with two- and three-letter simple words like ah, um, er, seeping into your dialogue. Then you graduate and add to the mix a well, a few likes, perhaps a few so's, and then moving up to compound fillers such as, you know, it usually happens quite suddenly, when in a moment of uncertainty you're lost for words and not sure what to say. You could be on the phone, in a meeting, presenting to a client, or simply talking to someone on the street when it happens. We think, heaven forbid, we let a moment of silence go by. We fear silence as being unnatural. We tend to avoid dead air or empty space at all costs, filling it with crutch words. When we're tongue-tied, we repeat them like 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 and, and and nervously grasping for the next thing to say once the ideas start coming and the words start flowing you may start to string thoughts together with an and and this and this and that just way too many times the truth is most of us are aware we're using crutch and filler words they just roll off the tongue so naturally and they're part of our normal everyday speech They've become so pervasive, so commonplace, even on TV and radio, that many believe, well, you know what? There you go. It's totally acceptable. Not realizing that they may actually be hindering their communication with their customers or their intended audience, or maybe even annoying them. So now that I've made you become aware of it, you're going to now start listening for them, and you're going to notice them everywhere. Think about the last time you bought a new car or maybe even a used car, maybe that Toyota Corolla. All of a sudden, you're going to see tons of them on the road. Well, there are lots of them on the road, but any car model will probably work. And of course, it's easy to point out nightly news anchors and weathermen, celebrities and political figures. They're all certainly guilty of this infraction. Celebrities like Britney Spears and Harry Styles, oh, they love to say ah and um, as do a significant number of award winners who make their way to the podium to collect their trophies. (laughs) You'll never look at the Emmys, the Academy Awards, the Golden Globes, the Junos, the Grammys the same way again. Now you might try to disguise them, but regardless as to how you do so, here's a word of advice if you ever find yourself in front of Judge Judy. (laughs) Don't use them. She will not be impressed and she will tell you so. All you have to do is Google Judge Judy filler words. You'll see articles like 10 things you should never say when you're on the Judge Judy show. You'll see comments like, I want you to take like out of the dictionary. (laughs) 
Those are some of the things that Judge Judy has said. Now, even our Canadian prime ministers immediately come to mind. Justin Trudeau, former prime minister Brian Mulroney, uh, and of course, uh, Jean Chrétien. In fact, there are shows like This Hour Has 22 Minutes, the Royal Canadian Air Force, in the past have satirized our political figures by perhaps exaggerating their habits. Even former U.S. President Barack Obama also uses them, although some might say he uses them a little bit more eloquently. Another thing to consider is the amount of information we're bombarded with every day. It seems that for some people, their attention spans rival that of a goldfish, I guess myself included, and myth or not, of the seven-second rule, I think, that's the attention span of a goldfish, why would we want to waste precious time verbalizing useless crutch and filler words, or listening to them for that matter? In fact, I recall recently listening to a podcast on entrepreneurship, and I found it kind of interesting. There were just so many filler words in there that I would say maybe 30%, but it got to a point where it was like, I need to turn this off. I can't listen to it anymore. At first, after you listen to this podcast and you start becoming more aware of them, it's all going to seem funny. Now, not just the cars, the filler words too. You'll soon quickly realize how all these, we'll call them inappropriate interjections, truly infringe on the message. And it really breaks up what's being said. Whether it's a speaker, a presenter, a politician, or a salesperson, after a while, hearing them verbalize these crutch words and filler words, you'll start to think of them as having maybe lack of certainty, lack of confidence. And if you're an audience or a customer, that's not good for business. It's not a great way to make friends or influence people, is it? So again, crutch and filler words are offering some unintended consequences. Now, there are less common terms that some of you might be familiar with. For some, they're considered crutch words. Actually, actually a crutch word. Literally, honestly, and then of course, my favorite, basically, which basically I'm trying to rid from my vocabulary. No pun intended. But, uh, so, what is one supposed to do? Just as an aside, if you look up aso in Wikipedia, you'll see it's actually an Asian line of sauces out of the U.S. Now, interestingly enough, there you go, that's probably a crutch word. It's also mistaken of being of Chinese origin. But again, according to Wikipedia, aso comes from the Japanese aso desoka. Oh, is that so? Which starts with an entirely coincidental similarity to English aso. Again, no pun intended. So let's go back and say, okay, now what are we going to do? I discovered that the first step to rid yourself of these nasty crutch words is to actually become aware of them. There I go again with actually. Watch TV, YouTube videos, record your presentations, or even ask others to help you listen for them. Some may offer you a helping hand. Other may just ridicule you on an ongoing basis. But it's probably worth the risk. Next, what you have to do, whenever possible, is to practice, practice, practice. Rehearse ad nauseum. And if necessary, try to do that before you speak. Of course, you can do this when you're working on a presentation or a speech, but again, it might be a little impractical in an impromptu situation. But again, just keep practicing. Here's another little piece of advice. When you find yourself getting the urge to use a crutch word, 
and I find that this works for me, try this. Simply pause and say nothing. If you must, think it or say it in your head, but don't verbalize it. After a few times, you'll actually be amazed how well it works, and in time, you'll begin to break the habit. You'll find that your speaking will become more fluid, and you'll also appear more confident. Another thing you can do, you can also try an appropriately named app called Umo. You can find it at umoapp.com. It's touted as your personalized speech coach. Now, we previously interviewed the creators in a previous podcast. Even better, for those of you who are not Toastmasters, to help rid yourself of the ahs and ums, join Toastmasters. For those of you who are not familiar with, it's an organization that's been around for over 95 years, and they've been helping people become better speakers and become better leaders. Now, at every meeting, a member is assigned the role as an accounter. He or she will listen attentively for any crutch words, note them down, and report them at the end of the meeting. Now, in fact, to act as a deterrent, some clubs like my club, New Entrepreneurs Toastmasters in Edmonton, will levy a fine of 25 cents for five or more infractions. Not to scare you away, don't worry, guests are usually exempt. For me, I used to pay this thing called the paltry pizza pig every single week. These are quarters that are deposited into a ceramic piggy bank and at the end of the year are used to buy pizza for the club. It's amazing how quickly it can fill up. Now, eventually, I was cured, not the pig. Not only did it help my pocketbook, I discovered that my speeches flow even much smoother now. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already done so, this might be a great time to rid yourself from the clutches of the crutch words and the filler words. But if you ever find yourself in a situation where you have to say, ah, here's my words of advice, keep it for your doctor or your dentist. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes because it really helps with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmaster specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about. And perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies. A new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com. <laughs>